Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. declaration today today that ought to be your take off if you don't take off with nothing else this is my exodus this is the time that i'm coming out this is uh, this is the day that i will no longer be in this current state in this current situation i'm not gonna be sick no more i'm not gonna be broke no more i'm not gonna be in strife anymore this is my exodus my god I love that song. And Leandria Williams just puts something on that song that makes it seem beyond anything you could ever imagine. Uh, I got a word for you today. I got a word for you today. I got a word for you today. I'm not going to linger. I need to do a couple of thank you. Uh, Thank you to... um, Thank you to Shonda for teaching Bible study last night so that I could be somewhere else and give a word. I was at a conference, uh, a revival speaking to singles last night. So thank you, Shonda, for teaching Bible study. Thank you for a word. Thank you for just integrity. I, I'm going to share all the story between Shonda and I one day. It's a really, really dope situation. Um, but thank you, woman of God, for that. Thank you for holding to truth and integrity and character. I really, really appreciate that. I appreciate that. If this is your first time logging on, do me a favor. I am Lakeisha Johnson. That is Donald Lawrence. And the name of the song is Deliver Me. Because a lot of people will say it's Exodus. The name of the song is Deliver Me um, by Donald Lawrence, the Tri-City Singers, and Leandria, who, my God, she has her own testimony. Do me a favor if you're just logging on. Go Share the video right now. Put the video in someone else's hands. Let someone else experience this morning. I actually have a word. I have a word for you today. Um, I've been asking the Holy Spirit, let me teach this word just like he gave it to me. Like, just like he gave it to me. I don't want to teach any less. Uh, I've been up. I've been running through the house. Uh, when God was giving me revelation for this, I've been trying not to shout. 
Um, because I know if I shout, I'm going to wake up the boys and neighbors, and I don't know if I even care. So I want to give you this word, fresh. It's fresh off the press. 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 So let me give you this word. Good morning. Good morning, Ronald. Good morning, Shonda. I see you, Mama Sandra. I need to check on you today. What's up, Instagram family? Let's just take a few minutes and bless the name of the Lord, and then we're going to get started. Uh, with today, I'm on assignment today, uh, and I, I'm on a clear assignment today. Father God, we thank you. My God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. <laughs> we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you for being with us in season. We thank you for being with us out of season. We thank you, Father God, for being supreme, for being King of Kings, for being Lord of Lords, for being the Great I Am, for being the Prince of Peace for being all that we need, for being Jehovah Shammah, Father God, for going before us, for correcting us, for even making our mistakes prosper today, Lord God. We just want to say thank you. We just want to bless your name. We just want to praise you, Lord God. We glorify you this morning. And Holy Spirit, I'm going to provoke you. I'm going to invoke you today. I'm inviting you in. I want you to take this devotional over. I don't want them to see absolutely any of me. I need this to be all of you. I need you this to be all of you. So I'm invoking you. I'm inviting you in. I'm asking you to take over me, to be inside of me, to flow through me, to flow outside of me, Lord God. Thank you for fresh revelation today. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us meat. I thank you, Father God, for bringing us into your presence. I thank you for the angels. I thank you for the angels. I thank you for the glory. I thank you for the glory. Lord God, manifest your glory through our lives today. I plead the blood of Jesus over this devotional. I thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I thank you and speak to the airways. No principality, no demon of darkness can come in contact with us today. I thank you, Father God, that the eyes of our understanding and hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus is manifesting in us daily. I thank you we're coming out, Lord God. 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 I thank you we're coming out Lord God I thank you we're coming out Lord God I thank you for keeping us from danger seen and unseen Lord God I thank you for manifested blessings today I thank you for miracle signs and wonders Lord God now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart my God I thank you for coming out Lord God I thank you we're coming out Lord God I thank you we're renewing our minds, Lord God. I thank you we're becoming steadfast in you. I thank you we're becoming immovable, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for Jesus. Lord God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the angels. I thank you for the angels. We worship you. We bless your name. We extol you, Lord God. We glorify you today. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so I hope you are ready for the word today I need to share uh, with you, um, a divine word, a conversation that God and I were having this morning. Um, and I hope you're ready. I hope you got pen and pencil so that you can, um, the scripture today and that you tap into this word today. Um, this, this is a, a prophetic release for some of you. Um, I don't want you to think that this is intentional. I just know that without a, a doubt that God is with us, that God is for us. And um, we don't have to um, 
We don't have to worry about much. We just need to trust God. We just need to believe God. We just need to understand where God is and what God is doing for us. And so I came to uh, give you a word today. I came to share with you something that the Lord put on my heart today. And um, it started as I was going to bed last night coming. Um, the Lord, the, ho the Holy Spirit just started speaking to me and saying to me, um, you were never meant to stay here. You were never meant to stay here. And I said, Lord, you know, you're going to have to back this up in my word and the word. And often when the word, the Lord is speaking a word, it isn't just for you, it's for other people. And he just kept saying, you were never meant to stay here. This was only temporary. And so I asked him, I said, I need you to give me this in your word. I need you to show me what's happening here. I need you to say to me what you're saying to me. What do you mean that you were never, that I was never meant to be here? He said, I never, um, I never meant to you to, for you to be here this long. And I'm going to take you through a trek or a journey with the children of Israel. Uh, <laughs> oh, hold on. Yes. I'm going to take you through a check and a check and a journey with the ch children of Israel. And uh, we're going to talk about why were they in Israel for 40 years. And I'm going to give you some scripture to back this up. But I'm telling you, you were never meant to stay here. You were never meant to be in this position. You were never meant to just be where you are. You were never meant to stay here. And so um, let me explain to you what has happened here. We are going to look at the children of Israel and we know that they wandered in the wilderness. Come on, y'all, for 40 years, right? And the reason that they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years was due. We're going to be real honest in this season. We're going to be real honest. We're not going to fake it. We're not going to do. The reason that they stayed in the wilderness so long was due to their disobedience. See, the children of Israel didn't trust God. God was had delivered them from Pharaoh. And can I tell you something? God is never going to de deliver you from one situation to put you into a worse situation. That was a word for somebody. I'm not giving you no theatrics this morning. I'm not trying to shut you, shout you. I'm just giving you this word. This was a prophetic word from the Lord. He said that. He said, you were never meant to stay here. And he took me to Exodus. They were supposed to take possession of the land God had promised their forefathers. It was supposed to be a land flowing of milk and honey. But prior to entry, my God, can somebody say prior to entry, they became convinced my God, they became convinced that they could not do this. So the reason that they were stuck here, the reason that they couldn't move beyond this position, the reason that they could not walk into their promise, the reason that they couldn't get everything that God had given them was because they didn't believe God. They didn't trust God. They allowed someone to tell them that there were giants inhabiting the land and they didn't understand that God had already set up a win-win. They were too focused on the giants. They were too focused on the big grapes. They were too focused on their capacity. They were looking at their capacity. They forgot about God's capacity. They forgot about what God had just did for him. They forgot he had just delivered them from Pharaoh. They forgot they had passed 
through uh, an entire Red Sea. They forgot that he had brought them into a particular land and he was about to give them a particular long promise. They forgot how much they had suffered. They forgot how much they had gone through. And so prior to entry, they became convinced that they couldn't do this. My God, they became convinced that they could not do this. They became convinced. They were unbelieving. Um, They were beginning to die off and they would never step foot in their promised land. They never would step step foot in their promised land. See, they were in their promised land still focused on Egypt. They were in their promised land still. Come on, y'all help me teach this thing. They were in their promised land still focused on Egypt. They were in their promised land. They were still looking at Egypt. If you go to Exodus 3 and 8, it will show you where they were supposed to take possession of the land. It will show you where God said, I'm about to take you into a place. I'm about to take you into your wealthy place. I'm about to take you. I'm I'm about to put you in position. But they were stuck because prior to entry, prior to the crossover, prior to the change up, prior to the blessing, prior to the doors being open, they stepped into unbelief. They forgot that they were in Egypt for seven years in a famish, right? They forgot about everything that had happened. They forgot that even though they were in a famish, God rose up up Joseph and there would be provision for them. They began to forget all of this. And so they were in the position where they were supposed to walk into their promised land. They were supposed to walk into uh, their new beginnings. They were supposed to be in their new marriages. They were supposed to be in their new businesses. They were supposed to occupy and uh, take the land, right? But their doubt and unbelief. And so they sent in 12 spies to survey the land. And I need somebody to grasp this. I need you to understand that after today, you don't allow anybody else to speak into your situation. Come on, Holy Spirit. Numbers 13, 18 through 25, they were they sent out 12 spies. They were supposed to have 12 spies go into the land. And as they were supposed to have 12 spies go into the land, they returned. They were gone for 40 days. They were in 40 days of exploration. But 10 of the 12 brought back a bad report. <laughs> 10 of the 12 brought back a bad report. They said, Hey, we can't attack these people. These big people, they stronger than they are. Um, they, you, we can't take this authority. They had forgot what God had did. See, they thought it was on them. They didn't realize it was all on God. They thought it was on them. They were all on God. As a matter of fact, they said, all the people we saw were of great size. My God, this is a prophetic word. All the people we saw were of great size. They're bigger than me. This is new territory. This is no new land. We don't fit in there. We don't have the capacity for this. We can't do this. All the people we saw are great size. And we seem like grasshoppers in them. Some of y'all got it. Come on now. Come on now. You got to believe the report of the Lord. Numbers 13, 13, 31, and 33. Only job. Joshua and Caleb dissented, believing the report of the 10 doubters. Can I tell you something? Your belief shouldn't always be in the majority. Your belief shouldn't always be in the majority. As a matter of fact, what I found is the road is really narrow. And usually if the majority of saying is saying it, then this isn't the path for me. Usually if the majority is saying it, this isn't the path for me. If the majority is doing it, if the majority is operating in it, it isn't the path of me. See, God is trying to pull you into some bigger circles with some bigger people, with some bigger names and some bigger elements. And they look like giants, but I need 
need you to stay focused. Come on, on the word of the Lord. Yeah, Arnetta, they only consider their own abilities. They forgot about the God they serve. God is trying to give you new territory. He, need, he never meant you to stay in this place. He never meant for you to stay in this place. He never meant for you to be connected to this thing for so long. But your doubt and your unbelief and your disobedience is what caused you to be here. So they believed, my God. And the report of the ten doubters, the people lost heart, and then they begin to rebel against God. They begin to take up idols. They begin to operate in, in their own flesh. They begin to operate in on their own strength. They wanted a different God, a lesser God, a God with no power, a God with no authority. They begin to attach themselves to things that could not do absolutely anything. And then they begin to grumble and they begin to complain. And and then the Lord said to Moses, He says to him, fourteen eleven. He said, How long will they refuse to believe me? How long will they refuse to believe me? In spite of all the miraculous signs I performed over them, I will strike them down with a plague and destroy them. I will strike them down. God said, I'll wipe them out right now and build a whole generation. I will wipe them out right now and get a whole new generation. I will wipe them out and start over. I've been too good to them. I've been too faithful to them. I just delivered them out of Pharaoh's hand. I promised them a land of milk and honey. How much longer are they going to grumble? How much longer are they going to complain? How much longer are they going to doubt me? How much longer? I will wipe them out, Moses. I'll take them out. I'll take them out of this earth. And Moses began to enter. Come on for the intercessors. Moses began to intercede. Moses began to stand in the gap. He said, come on, God, I need you to give them a different chance. I need you to give them a chance. God forgave them, but he made a declaration. He says, "Not, no, not one of them will see the promised land. He said, not one of them that will see the promised land. And as a matter of fact, the ones that the 10 that brought back the back, bad report. They died instantly. Only Jake, Joshua and Caleb would survive because they were the two, come on now, they were the two faithful spies who believed God's promise. He would give his promise over him. I'm coming to you today to tell you, you were never, you were never meant to stay here. You were never meant to stay here. And I'm going to show you something. You were never meant to stay here. And you thought that you're staying here was due to some other things. I'm telling you that your staying here had to do with the Lord. I'm telling you, he put you in the position. And in this season, even when you were in the wilderness, even when you were doubting, even when you were disrespectful, even when you were disobedient, even even when you were murmuring, even when you were complaining, he never let your clothes wear out. He never let your clothes wear out. He never let your clothes wear out. He never let them wear out. This is scriptural. He'll back this up in the scripture. He never let, even though you didn't have insurance, he didn't even let you get sick like that. He never let your shoes wear out. Come on now. He never let your shoes wear out. He took care of you. He protected you. He he gave you a place to stay, even in your disobedience, even in your disrespect, even in your disbelief. He made sure he had you had a job. He made sure you had food on the table. He made sure you were taken care of. Even in your worst state, even when you disobey him, even when you were doing stuff, you ain't got no business. He still took care of you. He still made sure food was in your fridge. Yep, it might have been tough sometime, right? But he still had a plan for you. He still came through. He was a come through God. But I need to tell you something. He didn't mean for you to stay here. He did even in your dis, even though you doubted him, even though you he still came through. He didn't let them fire you when you deserve to be fired. Come Come on now. He didn't let the sickness and disease take over you. Come on now. He made a promise and a covenant contract with you and he didn't allow it to happen. He had promised you victory. He commanded you to go into a land. And I bet I, I promise you. 
I promise you God is going to do the same for you. I want to share something with you. I want to show, share, give you a couple, couple, couple points. One, you were never meant to stay here. And a sign, see, some of y'all been looking for the wrong sign. Come on, Holy Spirit. Some of y'all been looking for the wrong sign. You were never meant to stay here. And you thought your sign was going to be like a cloud, like Elijah saw the cloud in a rain. But your sign that you were never meant to stay here was that your clothes began to wear out. Stuff couldn't fit anymore. See, in, 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 in the wilderness, stuff didn't wear out, stuff stayed, stuff was cool. But your sign wasn't, come on, Holy Spirit, that's a cloud. Your sign wasn't a cloud. Your sign wasn't a little bit of wetness. Your sign wasn't a cash out. Your sign was that your stuff began to wear out. Your clothes wouldn't fit no more. Your hair didn't look the same anymore. Your car began to break down. Come on. The place that you began to dwell in became uncomfortable. Your apartment began to change. Your, your living places, stuff in your house begin to back up. Your toilet begin to back up. Come on. You needed four new tires. The sign that you were not supposed to be here anymore was that your stuff began to wear out. You couldn't even go into the same places and be comfortable. People begin to reject you. Friendships begin to end. People you had been with for a long time begin to walk out on you. That was your sign that this that you weren't supposed to stay here. This, this was your sign that you weren't supposed to stay here. This was your sign that this was this season was ended see you thought your sign was gonna be a big blessing come on holy ghost you thought your sign was gonna be a big blessing you thought your sign was gonna be something huge you thought your sign was gonna be a new position but your sign was your stuff began to wear out your stuff began to wear out your shoes got too small your circles got too small you got uncomfortable in the same places you couldn't hang out in the club no more you couldn't do some of the same things that you used to do your sign was that you you couldn't stay in those same places because the things around you begin to wear. Your house got flooded out. Come on. The fire. Come on now. Your fire, fire occurred. Whatever your situation was, your sign was that your stuff began to wear out. That was the sign. It wasn't the blessing. The sign was your stuff began to wear out. Issues began to happen in your marriage. Issues began to happen in your relationship. That was your sign. 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 My God, that was your sign. Lord, I thank you for your word today. I need to take you to Deuteronomy 29 real quick. There's a renewal of a covenant coming to you. And I'm not telling you, I'm telling you by the spirit of the Lord. He told them, if you go over to Deuteronomy, he said, if you'll carefully follow all the terms of the covenant so that you, you can prosper in everything you do, all you are standing in today, I'm going to do a new thing for you. Your sign was when everything began to wear out. And I know some of you are asking, how is this impossible? I thought I jacked up. I'm glad you asked me this. I need you. I need to share this with you. I need you to go over to first Peter and I need to talk to you about your righteousness. This, this book, this is first Peter one. Peter is writing. He says, Peter and the apostle of Jesus Christ to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Peter was not just a mere apostle. Peter wasn't like Paul. He didn't always say, and God sent me. Peter knew who he was. Peter knew who he was. Peter knew he was an apostle of Jesus, and he came in that authority, and he said to them, he said, to the pilgrims, he said, I'm talking to you today, to those that have been wandering, to those that thought it wasn't working out. I need to establish a fact for you today. See, you thought you weren't worried enough. You still were looking at the wilderness. You were 
were thinking about all your mistakes and you were focused on your depression and you were focused on your problems and you were focused on the strike. See, remember the, the, the word brought, the Lord brought a word yesterday day and said, people are not your problem. See, God likes a setup. People are not your problem. So he's acknowledging them and he's saying to them, he said, and I love how he takes his nest. He said, elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the father in sanctification. This first Peter wanted to of spirit for obedience for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace be to you and peace be multiplied for you. When you were in your wilderness, when you were spending your time there, see, you kept trying to beg and ask God to bring you out of the wilderness, but you couldn't come out the wilderness yet. And the reason that you couldn't come out the wilderness yet was because he had to process some things out, out of you. He had to sanctify you. He had to pull you out of a place. He had to pull you out of mindset. He had to help you understand your righteousness. You couldn't take this same mentality and this same belief into the new land in which you were going to because you're about to enter into your Canaan. You're about to enter into your land of big grapes. My God, my God is bigger. You're about to make your, you're about to go into your Goshen. So he says, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father and sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. I need to show you this, what elect means. When we start talking about the elect according to the, the foreknowledge this is the part that you didn't understand. This is the part that you forgot about in your wilderness. You forgot you were chosen. You forgot you were sanctified. You forgot you were set apart. You didn't realize, my God, you didn't realize that even in your mess, even in your wilderness, even in your drought, even in your unbelief, it did not change God's purpose for you. It did not change God's purpose for you. Elect according. He said elect. Peter first began to describe his intended reason. He said the elect. When he said the elect, he said, I'm talking about about those that are merely chosen, my God, chosen by God in a very unique sense. I'm letting you know, according to the foreknowledge of God, that you have been elected by God. And this is not random and this is not uninformed. God chose you on purpose for you are a royal priesthood, Lakeisha. For this time, I chose you on purpose. I never even forsake you, even when you were in the wilderness. That's why I still supply. That's why you still got manna. That's why I still made sure you were taken care of because you were the elect. You were a chosen people. And according to my foreknowledge, I'm letting you know the elect has nothing to do with you, your, your, your obedience and your perfectness. The, the elect has to do with my spirit, the spirit of the Lord upon you and his perfect plan for you. And so he said, I'm talking to the elect. And in this period of the 40 days, I was sanctifying you in sanctification of the spirit for obedience to my God. God in sanctification of the spirit of obedience and I'm sanctifying you. I was setting you apart. I was establishing you. I was getting rid of your stinking thinking. Come on, Holy Spirit. I was positioning you. I was not going to put new wine and old skins. So I needed to do something very specific for you. I needed to do something very specific for you. So you were my elect. You were already foreknew. I never intended for you to stay in this place. I just had to get all of the junk up out of you. I just had to bring you to a different place. I had to get you where you would get on your face. I had to get you where you would build a tabernacle to me and you would become the tabernacle. My God, my God, my God, I thank you for the word. So you were always God's elect. You were always 
always foreknew by him. You were always established by him. He never meant to leave you. He was never going to forsake you. He was never going to leave you out. He just had to process you out so that you could be prepared to go in your next place. So that you could be prepared to go in your next place. So that you could have a different mindset. So that you could be able to connect it to the different people. See, giant people have giant thinking. Giant people have giant thinking. See, giant people think different. Giant people act different. Giant people aren't worried about what's below them. They only see what's above. So he was telling you, he said, he comes back in. He said, blessed be the God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled. And that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in this last time. That is a word for somebody. You are about to be revealed. Come on, Holy Spirit. You are about to be revealed. You are about to be revealed. It was all just a setup. You are about to be revealed, but not in your time, in God's due time. And my God, my God, God has begotten us again. God has begotten us again through Jesus. You had to become desperate for Jesus. You had to become thirsty for Jesus. You had to understand he was the way, the truth, and the life. You had to get in position for Jesus. Why? Because God was going to do something significant. That's why he was sanctifying you. That's why you had to have all the alone time. That's why you couldn't have no boyfriend yet. That's why you couldn't have no girlfriend yet. That's why you didn't get your wife yet. That's why your new business didn't start yet. But he never meant for you to stay here. He never meant for you to stay here. He never meant for you to get stuck here. He never meant that this was your reasonable portion because he already sanctified sanctified you when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And he's saying, this is your inheritance. This is your inheritance. This is your inheritance. This is your gift from God himself. I've purposed you. I've called you to a royal priesthood. I gave, I foreknew you from your mother's womb. I decided how this was going to go. And even in your disobedience, the intercessors stood in your place. The intercessors stood in your place. The intercessors asked me for more grace. The intercessors asked me for more mercy. The intercessors were, were, were carrying you and laboring for you so that you wouldn't fall on the wayside. My God, I thank you for your word today. Now, I got to give you this. I got to give you the last part of this because this is important. God's not going to bring you out of a place without instructions. God is not going to bring you out of a place without instructions. God is not going to bring you to your promised land. God is not going to set you apart. God is not going to work you through all of this. He's not going to do it without instructions. I need to get over to Deuteronomy 28 today. And I need you to hear this. There's a blessing for your obedience. It says, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all the commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns, your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offsprings of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he has given you. If 
My God, somebody say if, if you obey the commands of the Lord, your God and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as a holy people as he swore he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land. He swore to your ancestors to give you a blessing with many children. You ain't got, you ain't going to be barren in this season. You ain't going to be barren in this season. Everything you put your hand to going to prosper. Everything that you do going to prosper, but the Lord needs you to do something. He said, I need you to build me a tabernacle. I need you to be a tavern. Build me a tabernacle. I need you to build me a place in which I can dwell. I need you to build me a place in which I do, can dwell. I need you to say stank sanctify. I need. I don't need you mixing things up. I'm gonna go to Exodus 26. Um, and he gave specific instructions. He says, make the tabernacle and he gives them instructions with the, he says with 10 curtains of finely twisted linen and blue purple and scarlet yarn, yarn with cherubim woven into them by a skilled worker. All the curtains are to be the same size. God is going to tell you how to build your tabernacle. God is going to tell you in this season, how to dress. God is going to tell you what you need to look like. God is going to tell you the places you need to go because the tabernacle is the holy place. And guess what? You are the tabernacle. You are the sacred place. In this season, I need you to be the sacred place. A tabernacle was a tent that could go with you wherever you go. I need your job to become the tabernacle. I need your car to become the tabernacle. I need your very life to become the tabernacle. I need you to be my living and walking tabernacle. I need you to be sanctified and set apart. You're not going to be barren in this season. You're not going to be without, but you're going to have to obey what God is telling you in the season. Second Corinthians, I need to justify this in the word five, for we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, this is your confidence. This is your confidence. I'm about to shake you up. This is your move. This is your confidence. This is where you're going to get it. It says, for we know that if the earthly tent we live in destroyed, because some of y'all were like, how am I going to be able to do this? How am I going to be able to walk into what he's telling me next? Your confidence ain't in you. Your confidence is in Jesus. Your confidence is, is not in you. Your confidence is in Jesus. It ain't only you in this round. It ain't on you to figure out. It ain't on you to re reason with your natural ability and your talent. You're going to mess this up if you try this in yourself. You're going to mess this up if you do this the old way. You're going to mess this up. You're going to wind up in the same place in another wilderness spot or perhaps dead. So you're going to have to build the tabernacle. Tabernacle, you're going to have to get this. So 2 Corinthians 5, it says, meanwhile, we groan longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. We, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked for while we are in this tent we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed but to be clothed instead with our he heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God who has given us the spirit as a deposit my God go back he has given us the spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come I got something else to show you we're going back to Peter he says therefore we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. But if we live by faith and not by sight, if we live by faith and not by sight, if we don't trust what our eyes see, we are confident, I say, and we prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him. My God, where we, whether we are at home, these are the instructions. We make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us, nothing can touch you in this season. No harm, no hurt, no danger. I don't care what the end 
enemy presents to you. You are under the ministry of reconciliation. You've got to get an attitude in you like it don't matter no more. Okay, it don't matter no more. So what? It don't matter no more. Why? Because this is promised. This ain't my home anyway. But here's the thing that I love. Here's the thing that I love about God, right? If you, When you skip down, it says, since then we know what is to fear of the Lord. We try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God. And I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in what God is doing so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are out of our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. This is what I need you to know. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Nothing else is regarded from a worldly point of view. I need to give you this because when Peter was talking to us in first Peter, a lot of people will say, oh, well, that's for heaven. That's us in heaven. But Peter was talking about this age as well. Even though we've been faith has been tested, even though we've been in the fire, we are supposed to experience the goodness of the Lord in this age. That's your confidence. That's your confidence in the work. He never meant for you to stay in this place. That's why the stuff is wearing out. That's why the stuff ain't working in this season. That's why you're not growing. That's why the business is not producing. He never, ever, 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 ever meant for you to stay in this place. Your thinking is too low. Your thinking is too low. Your thinking is too low. He never, ever, 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 ever meant for you to stay in this place. This wasn't your final resting place. This wasn't it. This was your wilderness. This was the place you were getting processed out. Your faith was being tested so he could see your sincere faith. He wanted to know that you wanted him more than you wanted the blessing. He wanted to know that you wanted him more than you wanted the marriage. He wanted to know that you wanted him more than you than you wanted the big big house. So his instructions to you are to build a tabernacle, sanctify yourself, and obey me at all costs. Build a tabernacle, sanctify yourself, and obey me at all costs. Build a tabernacle, sanctify you, sanctify you. Your faith is tested for your faith. Your faith is tested to purify you. He's trying to take all that junk outside of you so that when you walk into the promised land, you won't carry that same mentality with you. And you're going to receive at the end of your faith if you stay in Jesus. And you're not going to receive just in heaven. You're going to receive also here on this earth. My God, my God, my God, that was a word for you. That was a word for you today. You were never meant to be in the place. That's why it's wearing out. That's why it ain't working. That's why the relationships shifted. That's why it that's why it happened. You were never meant to stay in this place. It was never meant for you to be here this long and you're coming out. You're coming out. It was only a temporary place. You just need to obey, obey him. You just need this time. The business is going to work. You need to make the decision. You need to leap. You need to jump. You need to get in position. You need to stay in his face. You ain't got time to be a disobedient in this season. You ain't got time to be disobedient in this season. You ain't got time. You need to build your tabernacle. You make a decision. I'm sanctifying myself for him. I make a decision. I'm going to obey him at all costs. I don't care who, I don't care about the 10. Y'all can't talk to me no more. I'm not going with the majority no more. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be a part of the minority report because something significant is going to happen. 
Something significant is going to happen. Come on, Angela Moss. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's your word for the that's your word from the Lord. That's your word from the Lord. That's not from Lakeisha. That is a word from the Lord. It didn't wear out in that season. It's wearing out in this season because you were never meant to stay in this place. You were never meant to stay in this place. That's why you keep don't mm -mm. that's why the relationship stopped working you cannot take this with you you cannot take this into your promised land you cannot take that mindset these people cannot go with you they can't handle what's about to happen next that is the word from the Lord. 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 Your sign was that it was wearing, when it starts, stuff starts wearing out around you, that's your sign. Your sign wasn't no cloud, no rain, no abundance. Your sign was when stuff was not wearing out. You were never meant to stay in this place. I hope you received that word from the Lord this morning. I need to do something real quick. I need to take up a special offering. If you cannot give, that's fine. If you can give, I need to give. We got too many projects that's coming up. I know what the Lord told me. I need to take up a special offering today. Um, when we fed the homeless, we did not have enough food. I don't ever want that to happen again. I don't ever want that to happen again. We didn't have enough food when we fed the homeless. I don't ever want that to happen. We need to get coats. We have kids who need coats. We have eight women in the shelter who need a place to stay, who need furniture, who need food. Their kids need clothes. They've got to live. So I need to take up a special offering today. Here's the thing. If you don't have, if you don't have it to give, that's fine. But do not mumble and complain about it. Don't mumble and complain about what I'm saying, thus said the Lord. I just need to take up a special offering. I need the blessed offering. You can give on the Facebook page. You can give via cash app. Um, I'm going to receive this offering by faith because we have way too much that needs to be done. We got too many people lacking around us and people are not supposed to be lack lacking if we're in position. I needed to say that. So I'm taking up a special offering today uh, and I just need you to let God deal with your heart and you give. I don't ever want to feed somebody again and not have enough food. That's not what we're supposed to be. Father God, I thank you for your people today. I thank you, Father God, for the givers today. Bless the giving of your people today, Lord God. I thank Oh, and when you give, I need you to mark this seed. I need you to mark it as seed and expect your return. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you and bless the giving of your people today. I bless your word. We receive this word. We were never meant to stay here, Father God. We thank you, Father God. It is harvesting time. We are harvesting souls, my God, and we are harvesting seed so that we can go make impact for your glory. You never meant for us to stay here. You never meant for us to be broke. You never meant for us to be sick. You never meant for us to run out, Lord God. I thank you for all that you're doing in your life. Saturate your people in this word today. Saturate your people in your love today. Saturate your people in your glory today. I thank you for a fresh anointing, a fresh wind blowing, Father God. I thank you for your glory, my God, all over this place. In Jesus' name, amen. It is harvesting. I do have, I do have PayPal. I still have PayPal. I just need to take up this offering today. We got, I want to do it. We got a single mother's scholarship that's coming up. We got the coat drive that's coming up. We got to feed these moms and these families for Christmas. So I'm taking that up today. I love you so much. Jess is dropping the links for giving, but more so God loves you. Um, put a name. When you sow, you put a name on the seat and you expect a return. The Galatians says, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. So you expect a return for that. Um, I love y'all so much. Go be loved today. Receive this word as your word. Receive this word as your word. This is not the end of your story. And you are not 
meant to stay here. Take this word as your heart. It's harvest time. We harvesting souls. And if there's anybody that is not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are not meant to stay in your wilderness. All you got to do is repent. All you got to do is become obedient. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.